Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. Hello and welcome to what is for me a really special episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. And it's really special to me because this is the 100th episode. So it's actually not the 100th episode that I've recorded. Um, You might have noticed there are a few bonus episodes in there and they don't count in the official numbers. So we're actually well over 100 in terms of actual numbers. But this is the official episode 100 of the Business of Psychology. And it's pretty momentous for me. I started this as a passion project, which just came really from my need to connect with other people and my desire really to share some of the business knowledge or advice that I'd picked up in my first few years in private practice. Um, And I was pretty desperate to share that because I felt like I'd been through a lot of pain (laughs) that a lot of people didn't need to go through. And also that a lot of really valuable work and ideas for social enterprises and services that were badly needed in my community were falling at the first hurdle because people didn't understand business and they didn't understand marketing. And I understand that not everybody wants to know a lot about those things or not everybody wants to spend hours and hours uh, and lots of money either doing courses and coaching programs and all this stuff that I enjoyed and love doing uh, and continue to do. So this podcast for me was really about connecting with like-minded people and also providing something to help people who have got amazing ideas uh, but not necessarily very much knowledge about business or marketing uh, to reach more people and make a big impact in the world and I could never have imagined when I set out thinking oh you know maybe I'll record six episodes maybe I'll stretch it to ten but have I got that much to say I'm not sure (laughs) I could never have predicted that I would get to 100 episodes and that actually this podcast would be the bedrock of my business as it is now. My business which has changed dramatically over the two and a bit years that I've been making this podcast. So I thought that I would record the 100th episode as a bit of a reflection on everything that I've learned from podcasting and maybe it might inspire some of you to start your podcasting journeys because I really think that A lot of you have got really um, important messages to put out there in the world and podcasting is a great medium to do that. But I know from first-hand experience that it can feel a bit daunting to get started and it can also feel um, like a massive investment. So I sort of thought it would be a good idea for me to share with you the ways in which podcasting has paid off as an investment for me the things I've learned from it, the benefits that I've reaped from it, so that you can have a think about whether it might be right for you as well. Now, I do need to apologise a little bit at the beginning of this podcast, because I don't think the sound quality is going to be quite as good as it normally is. Uh, There are two reasons for that. The first reason is that I've moved house, 
and I've downsized quite considerably um, from my very spacious armed forces accommodation into a much smaller but much lovelier um, home of my own, which I am very, very proud and happy to be sitting in. But it does mean that I share my office with the cat litter tray and it is what I would call a micro conservatory, (laughs) which basically means there are not many soft furnishings and it's a bit echoey. So I've put every cushion that I own around my microphone and I have done a few technical things, which I hope are going to help improve the sound quality, but it's probably not brilliant. So bear with me. I'm investing in a bit more kit and I will get this back to tip top sound quality. But if you do notice a dip, that is probably why. The second reason that I feel like I need to apologize a little bit is that since I had COVID over six weeks ago now, my voice hasn't recovered. I still sound like I've got a bit of a cold And if I talk for too long, I still start coughing. I promise you, I feel absolutely fine. But yeah, that's that's the reality. Um, And I wonder if a few of you might have experienced a similar thing. Um, There's a lot of us kind of with these tailing symptoms of COVID. So I'm sure that uh, that it's something that we're all getting used to now. But I felt like I needed to apologise a bit because I probably don't sound at my best in this podcast episode either. Massive apologies if this is your first episode. (laughs) Uh, Having said that, though, this would be a good first episode to listen to if you're new to the business of psychology, because I am going to mention some of my favourites. Some of the podcast episodes that have inspired me the most are going to be mentioned in this episode. So if you head to the show notes, every episode I mention will be linked to there. So this could be a good one to listen to if you're if you're new to our podcast. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about is all of the inspiration that I have got from recording the business of psychology and the amazing people who I've interviewed. Now, if I was going to list out every inspiring episode that I've recorded, it would be too long because I've had some phenomenal guests on the business of psychology. But the ones that really sprung to my mind when I was writing this episode were the episodes I recorded with Melanie Lee, who talked to us about how to grow a team. And what inspired me about talking to Melanie was the vision that she had. She knew exactly what service she wanted to provide and it was bigger than her. It was bigger than a one-woman show. And so she set about growing a values-aligned team of other psychologists um, who would provide that service alongside her. And I think that, that was really inspiring to me because when I set out in private practice, I literally imagined myself in a room and I really struggled to think beyond that. And talking to people like Melanie and surrounding yourself with people that have that vision can really help you to think about where you want to get to with your business. And it really helped me, that interview specifically, really helped me think about where I want to take my clinical practice. Um, Because I know I want that to be bigger than me, but I was getting a bit stuck um, with envisioning how how that could look in reality. So that is a brilliant one for you. If you're starting out in private practice or maybe you've been in practice for a while and you're feeling a bit blocked on your vision, uh, can't quite imagine where you want to take it. Really inspiring interview there. 
The second interview that came into my mind when I was thinking, you know, who really inspired me was with Kathy Adcock. And we talked about her social enterprise, which is all about boxing and helping young people through boxing. Now, boxing is completely out of my wheelhouse. You know, I, I'm a big believer in the mind-body connection. I'm really into all kinds of exercise and I understand the impact that, that has had on my personal mental health. But boxing is something that I don't know very much about. Um, and, you know, I guess I could have fallen into some of that stereotypical thinking around boxing about it being kind of violent or um, usually, you know, having kind of aggressive undertones to it. But Kathy really set me straight on that. And listening to her approach to social enterprise and her approach to working with the young people was really, really inspiring to me. So again, I fully recommend that you go and listen to that if you're having an inspiration drought of any kind, um, because she's extremely high energy and, um, and a really inspiring person to talk to. So go back and listen to that one. And also, I wanted to mention here one of my first interviews, which was with the wonderful Cliff Hawkins. Now, Cliff has had an amazing career and he was willing to talk to us about how he got started, how he developed his career and how he kind of learnt his trade over the years. And, and that took him through some amazing um, journeys, including setting up a school in Ukraine um, which has partic particular significance to listen to now, um, but also his journey through working as a management consultant, doing an MBA, working in the NHS, specialising in learning disabilities, this, this long kind of winding road to where he is now in private practice was extremely interesting and really inspiring to listen to. And I'm very glad that it was one of my first interviews. Um, so do go back and have a listen to that if you want to think about how your career might develop and have the confidence actually to throw yourself into whatever you're doing now, knowing that you might do something different in a few years time. I think often we can get stuck in our heads thinking, oh, do I specialize? Because if I specialize in this, it might not fulfill me in 10 years time. Well, actually Cliff's story and his journey shows that yeah it might not and you might change direction but that's okay but whatever you do you have to do with a whole heart um, and that's very much what he's done or that's what I took from his story so go back and have a listen to that if you ever find yourself getting stuck in your head and and failing to take action that's a great one to kind of kick you up the bum <laughs> so the second thing that I've gained from creating this podcast beyond inspiration is a bigger network and people to collaborate with. There have been a few projects I've worked on over the last couple of years that would not have happened if I hadn't met somebody through the podcast. I mean, the most obvious example of that is the Do More Than Therapy membership. A lot of the experts that we have providing training in the membership were podcast guests first. And it was doing that podcast that made me think, oh, I bet you could do an awesome workshop that people would really benefit from. And it was from that that the membership was born in the first place. So there are lots of things that I've done that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the podcast, but the membership is the most obvious example. 
And I think it's a fantastic way of growing your network and developing your own knowledge and expertise, actually. I feel like interviewing a subject matter expert in a particular topic has accelerated my learning on that topic more than anything else I've ever done. That might be slightly to do with my learning style, but when I interview somebody, I research them, I tend to try and read their book if I can, and then I have a hopefully deep and engaging conversation with them where I'm giving it all of my attention and that is the best way to learn I've ever come across or it certainly is for me so that was an added benefit of the podcast that I really hadn't anticipated before I started but that development of my network um, and also that development of expertise in areas that you know perhaps I wouldn't have thought about before Um, you know I'm thinking of the interview that I did with Dave Lee on sleep. He's a massive expert in the area of sleep. I'm not. (laughs) Um, But talking to him about it inspired me to read so much more in that area. And it gave me more confidence to bring it up with my clients as well. And I think my clients probably benefited from that. So if you are thinking about starting a podcast um, and you're feeling like an imposter who doesn't know enough, well, brilliant, (laughs) get some experts in who can talk to you about the stuff that you don't know enough about and it will help you to develop your expertise as you go. Um, Yeah, so there is never, lack of knowledge is never a good reason to delay starting your podcast in my view. And that brings me on to number three, which is kind of knowledge and skills development. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know we've got episodes on things which, of course, I'm certainly not an expert in, like web design, um, growing your Instagram following, copywriting, all of those kind of technical skills that we need in our business, which are certainly not my wheelhouse, um, or they weren't. And I found that interviewing people on the podcast for those things, not only did it help me source some experts who could talk in my membership um, and who could help me with my own stuff, um, it also enabled me to start learning about those things for myself. Um, So again, I suppose a different type of knowledge, but I feel like I've picked up knowledge and skills in areas that I probably wouldn't have explored that much if I hadn't been creating this podcast for you guys. So the knowledge and skills I've picked up doing this podcast aren't just about psychology. I've also picked up loads from completely different subject areas that have been really helpful to me in my business. The fourth thing is a bit less tangible, but I think really important. And I think possibly because I'm a verbal processor, as I learned from talking to Rebecca Tennyson about the Enneagram, um, I, I have gained a lot of clarity in my personal mission and in my vision for my business through creating this podcast and talking to other people about the way that they run their businesses. So... Possibly it's because when I talk out loud, I make sense of the world. I think that is very much how my brain works. But I think it's also being exposed to lots of different ways that people do things and really getting under the skin of lots of different types of business model. I think that helps you to clarify your own mission and your own vision. And that's been a big benefit for me from this podcast. Also, number five, the benefit that I have gained from this podcast is as the listenership has grown and I think you know we're reaching 
about 2,000 people a month, sometimes more than that, it's, it's been double that at times, and sometimes less, but around that mark. So, you know, over the two years of doing it, you know, we're, we're at about 30,000 downloads. Uh, I mean, I haven't checked in the past week, but when I wrote the notes for this episode, that's where we were. That's a lot of, of people listening to this podcast now. And the fact that if I have a guest on here, it gives them a bit of a platform. I, I find that really fulfilling and really rewarding. And I know that it has been very beneficial for a lot of the guests that I've had on this podcast who have been looking for participants, people to um, engage with their social enterprise or looking for people to grow their business in some way. Um, I know that that's been very beneficial for people and I'm really happy to be able to provide that platform. So I tend to have guests on this podcast who have got a message that I believe in and that I want to spread and knowing that I've been able to help people to do that is really important to me and something that I really hope to keep doing with the next series of the podcast. And that's something that I really hadn't anticipated either. You know, when I think about um, the authors that I've had on the podcast, like Amy Iziki, who talked to me about her book around athletes and the mental health struggles that athletes can face, that's a subject that is quite close to my heart. I mean, I've never been a professional athlete, but I have been um, a competitive runner, somebody very, very into running. And I recognised a lot of what Amy was talking about. And I recognised how little that is understood in the world of athletics or in competitive sport. And I really wanted to get the word out about her book. And I know a lot of people that listen to this um, podcast went out and bought that book and will have spread the word further about all of that. So I find that to be uh, really fulfilling and rewarding for me. Um, so yeah, that's definitely an unanticipated benefit of this podcast. And if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I think that's a great place to start from, thinking about who you want to champion and whose messages you would like to spread and looking for those people to be your podcast guests. I think that's a really great strategy and helps us to create content that really does some good in the world. Um, so the final thing, number six, that my podcast has done for me might be the most obvious, or it might not be, depending on how long you've been listening to this podcast. Um, but it's brought me a lot of sales of my online courses. Now, this was something that was not in my mind when I started the podcast. Um, I would love to say that I was really strategic from the beginning, um, but I wasn't. I had an idea that I wanted to share some of my business and marketing knowledge, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I didn't know if there even was a market for it. Um, so it wasn't that strategic. But I have found that podcasting has given me a way to connect with people on a much deeper level. If you've listened to any of my podcasts about marketing, and I love marketing, and I'm all about ethical marketing, um, then you will have heard me talk about the customer journey before and how important that is. And a podcast is really good for your customers because it allows you to find new people because if you do a good job of getting your podcast out in front of people, it might be recommended to people by word of mouth or by Apple or Spotify. So it is a good new way of, of finding new people and bringing them into your world. 
But it's also a really great way of really getting to know and serving the people who are already in your audience. In marketing speak, we call that nurturing. So it's about helping people, demonstrating your expertise and allowing them to feel confident enough to invest in your products and services when the time is right for them. And I find that to be really, really fulfilling because it allows me to help people who may never have the budget for my services. Maybe that's because they're working solely in the NHS and they're looking for advice about how to market their NHS service within their local community. But it also allows me to develop the relationship that I need to have with people who are right for either psychology business school or the Do More Than Therapy membership to give them the confidence that they need to take the plunge and invest in coming into one of my paid programs. So it's a really effective marketing tool that also allows you to help people as you're going. I can't think of anything better or that would appeal more to psychologists and therapists than that really. So it's definitely my favorite marketing tool. And as I said, it has become the bedrock of my business. And I don't think I would have a business without this podcast. So I'm extremely grateful that you guys continue to tune in and have been such wonderful advocates and supporters of this podcast. I started out with not very much confidence whatsoever, um, but I really enjoy it now. And I even enjoy promoting it because I know that it's had a lot of positive impact for quite a few people. So yeah, that's me and podcasting. And that's the 100th episode wrapped up, really. So as ever, I would really appreciate it if you would take the time to rate and review this podcast. Because one thing that you might not know behind the curtain of how podcasts work is that the big podcast broadcasters like Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and all of those and Google Podcasts, they decide who they show your podcast to based on how many recent reviews you've got. So the more reviews you get, five stars ideally, (laughs) and the more nice comments you get about your podcast, the more likely they are to show it to more people who need it. And there aren't very many podcasts talking about how to um, market your social enterprise or how to market yourself ethically. There are a lot of marketing podcasts, don't get me wrong, um, but a lot of them are very focused on profit and not very focused on the overall well-being of both the business owner and the customer. And that's something which I you know, hope, I really hope, is infused throughout this podcast um, and I think needs to be out there a bit more. So if you think you know anybody who would benefit from this podcast, please do let them know about it via word of mouth. Um, But also, if you can take a few moments just to leave us a a review, it's really going to help more people see this podcast and help them grow their amazing Um, socially conscious business as a result Um, so again thank you for being a listener I really appreciate you and I've really enjoyed the last hundred episodes here's to the next hundred
Do you sometimes wake up at two o'clock in the morning worried that you've made a terrible error that will bring professional ruin upon you and disgrace your family? (laughs) I'm laughing now, but when I first set up in private practice, I was completely terrified that I'd miss something big when setting up my insurance or data protection. Even now, three years in, I sometimes catch myself wondering if I've really covered all the bases. It's hard, no, probably impossible, to think creatively and have the impact you should be having in your practice if you aren't confident that you've got a secure business underneath you. But it can be overwhelming to figure out exactly what you need to prioritise before those clients start coming in. I've created a free checklist plus resources list to take the thinking out of it. Tick off every box and you can see your clients confident in the knowledge that you've got everything in place for your security and theirs. Download it now from psychologybusinessschool.com forward slash client hyphen checklist. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. If you share my passion for doing more than therapy, then make sure you come over and join my free Do More Than Therapy Facebook community where you can work on getting your big ideas off the ground with like-minded psychologists and therapists. I'd also love it if you could leave this show a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will help more of the people who need it to find it. See you next week for more tips and inspirational stories to help you do more than therapy.